0: Community Matters is powered by Lakeview Ford Lincoln, downtown Battle Creek, and at shoplakeviewford.com. We're back with another Community Matters on 95.3 WBCK and at battlecreekpodcast.com. I'm Richard Pyatt. The show is made possible by Lakeview Ford Lincoln, Dickman at Washington in downtown Battle Creek. Our thanks to them for making this a weekly program on WBCK and at battlecreekpodcast.com. Possible. So let me share with you a couple of numbers that you may have been familiar with, but you will be if you're not. 117,000 refugees came to the United States from Burma, you may know it as Myanmar, via refugee camps in Thailand and Malaysia. This was between 2008 and 2014, according to the CDC. Out of that 117,000, More than 3,700 people relocated to Michigan, and the majority of those Burmese people have situated themselves and their families in the Battle Creek area. Here's a couple of other numbers as a result of that. There are about 340 Burmese students in the Lakeview School District, and about 100 Burmese students in the Battle Creek Public Schools. And so obviously there is a significant Burmese population among us here in Battle Creek. And thus there is a Burma Center with which you may be familiar in Springfield. And there uh, is a director of that center and her name is Ta Par. And she's with us here on the program today. Thank you for the opportunity to visit with you.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity to join you.
0: Let's talk just for a second about the mission that you have for the organization, the Burma Center, because this is uh, obviously as a result of the significant population right here in mm-hmm. Battle Creek from Burma. So talk about what the mission really is, Ta, if you would.
1: Yeah. So our mission is to empower our Burmese Americans and the greater Battle Creek and Springfield community through advocacy, education and community engagement to support the whole person. Um, And what that looks like in programming has changed over time since the inception of the organization. And so as you alluded earlier, um, in like early 2000, mid 2000, there was a significant number of Burmese refugees that resettled in the area. And I think many people uh, may not know that when you're refugees, you get assistant for like three months to help you find employment, housing, and all of that. Mm -hmm. And after that, you're on your own to basically navigate life. Um, Sometimes they can stay with you and help you with job placement more, longer time period. Uh, But when you don't speak the language, um, if you travel abroad, you know how challenging it is to know how system work when like not just the language, but every system is different. And so the organization did a lot of resource navigation um support so like how do you you know enroll your kids in the schools um and how do you advocate for your kids in the school um same thing in the workplace same thing when you're seeking healthcare. and so they did a lot of that
0: yeah it, it's a uh, it, it is tremendous to contemplate if you could just put yourself yes. in that frame of mind for a moment let's suppose yeah you you left your home country under uh difficult circumstances and then had to go immerse yourself somewhere else where you don't speak the language and then become reestablished in a completely different culture and and a different location. Uh, However, I would say there's power in numbers, right? So 3,700 folks means there is that need times 3,700. And so now Mm -hmm. there is a, a real opportunity to help folks by opening the Burma Center. When did that happen?
1: The organization was founded in 2011. I think we became an official, like nonprofit organization. I think around 2014. Okay. The founding director was Martha Kongmong.
0: At that time, the the programming was was what I imagine it was more practical mm-hmm. in the sense that folks were really just trying to to seek assistance and getting established. Is that true?
1: Yes, it is true. So it could be as um, complicated as figuring out your lease or finding a new place to live. It could be like paying your credit card bills, or it could be, I went to the doctor and I paid at the office. Why do I have all these other bills? And so it was just really helping people understand like what is insurance. Um, (laughs) So something that we take for granted here, because it's just like, you're so used to it for us. We don't always understand. And I have a funny story too, because sometimes like when you don't know you don't know and then until you face a violation and you have like consequences you didn't know you've been violating and so one of them was like fishing um so our community like we are outdoor people you go fish but there's rules in america about what type of fish can you catch how many fish can you catch at a time and that you actually need a license to fish and see so we don't think like that right uh, back in our country it's just like there's water and it's clean it looked like you might have healthy fish that you can go fishing but here you get cited, and they're like, wait, what? You know, so there's just a lot <laughs> of things that you face continuously and you didn't know you're breaking the rule until someone tell you that that's against the rule.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I don't
1: think anybody just know that randomly. Right. Unless you have parents or grandparents <laughs> that teach you these things.
0: That's exactly right. It's amazing. The things you learn as a product of your environment However, yeah. you change environments <laughs> and then there's yep. things you you don't know. That's right. So contrast yeah. that now with the programming mm-hmm. that you're doing now and the vision that you have for the future. So there might have been more practical uh, things like you've shown the example, but now what's the future vision for the Burma Center?
1: Good question. So in 2019, when I joined the organization, we did a year-long strategic plan. uh, And that means like interviewing a lot of our community members, community partners, um, major institutions, um, really figuring out like what is the value of the Burma Center? And like what is the need of the Burmese community? Because we haven't seen a lot of new resettled people and we don't have issues with employment. And then people are buying homes. They're doing really well. And so the question that we had to ask ourselves was, Are we still needed? Are we relevant? Uh, And so in all these multiple focus groups and interviews and different forms of data collection, what we've learned from our community is that we know how to survive, but we want to thrive. Mm -hmm. And we need your organization to play more an active role in helping us get there. And so we said, what does that look like in programming? And so we have four areas of focus. One is around health and wellness. Um, And this whole thing that if your body is not well, if your mental health is not well, everything else is in jeopardy. And so how could we teach our community about the importance of preventative care, how to access health care and just giving them the resources that they need so that they can keep themselves healthy and their family healthy. And even affording ability to shop like uh, insurance in the marketplace. So Mm -hmm. we have staff that can do all those things Um, and then language access when they need to go see a provider. The second is education and career. And that, again, is really focused on as like first generation immigrants. I didn't know what the ACT was until I took it. <laughs> <laughs> the day that I took it. Oh, and so my. as you can imagine, like the impact of that, right, in terms of your opportunities for secondary educations or scholarships even. And so really helping our families understand like what are the things that you should be preparing for your children and what are the things that students should know as they're pursuing, you know, their um, you know, their not just like college degree, but just completing K to 12 in general. Right. Um, and then giving them more like supplemental educational support because the parents often they're pretty good in helping them until elementary, but past elementary is harder for them because they have harder time comprehending the the text or the homework and stuff. And so we're playing more active role in supplementary education support, but also focusing on like social emotional learning, because you could be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't know how to regulate your emotions, you might not be the best person to work with. (laughs) So Uh,
0: how do you set
1: goals? How do you manage your emotions? And so we teach all these things in our content, um, as well as, you know, how could you also be proud of your identity as Burmese, you know, and also American because those things can coexist. And so like positive identity development is something that we feel strongly in our um, education and career program. Um, And then the third is family empowerment. And so that is still kind of the umbrella of the resource navigation piece, because we still have um, unique situation that people find themselves in that we need to help and assist. Um, And one other things that we do under that is we want to do more programming for seniors. Uh, We have an aging population And then I'm learning more and more that when you are older, it's so easy for you to be isolated because you are not mobile anymore. As mobile as you were when you were younger, you can't drive anymore. You often have to depend on your kids and their schedule. And so we feel that we need to create more space for our elder. Um, So we're looking into partnering with CareWell Services, senior partners, and all these um, different senior organizations that Calhoun County has and also discipline for our parents too. We want to do more support around that. You can't raise and discipline the kids, how your parent discipline you, because that can get you in trouble with the law. And so what are effective strategies, right? Uh, Uh, In parenting and discipline. And so we want to empower parents like, yes, you can discipline your kids. It's how you do it. So just more support around that under family empowerment. And then our fourth one is community engagement. And so We feel strongly about the importance of engaging our community um, as we are committed to staying and living here and growing and retiring, all of that. Mm -hmm. So how do we get connected to other organizations? How do we participate in civic engagement like voting, get out the vote, um, and just any like way to be that bridge between the Burma Center, the Burmese community, and all of that. So those are our four areas of focus for the upcoming five years.
0: Well, congratulations on all that hard work uh, to be able to pivot and now focus on the thrive part of uh, right. of the future. So you have a building, the Gathering Place in Springfield, and you have a vision for that building, don't you?
1: Yes. Thank you for asking that as well. So our building is called the Gathering Place, and we purchased a building from Battle Creek Public School in 2014. Uh, it used to be the Springfield High School, the and Science Center, and now the Gathering. Place, mm-hmm. And the original vision of the building was to create a space for entrepreneur, uh, Burmese entrepreneurs, because we have a lot of like talented people um, and just need space to launch their businesses. Sure. Um, but because of zoning issue, that dream went down the drain because <laughs> uh, we're in a school zone, not a business zoned. Um, and so what happened was the director at the time was getting a lot of calls for other nonprofit that says, I need an office space. You have a lot of space. Can I come? And so uh, her philosophy is, like, as refugees, we know what it felt like to be displaced and to not have a home. If I have all these empty classrooms, why can't I just lend it to people, regardless of whether or not they can pay or not pay? Hmm. And so um, then slowly what happens is we have more people that continue to come. And then now we're at a place where some people are able to pay for the space. And so we have over nine organizations currently that are tenants in our facility wonderful um, and yeah and so collectively we serve over 300 people daily on like monday to friday and on the weekends our facility is used for like wedding conferences quinceañera so it's very vibrant and busy and so this capital campaign <laughs> is to help us fix because we're non-profit our budget is so small like we barely have enough to like enough money to run our own operation, right? Mm -hmm. Of the missions that we talked about earlier to run this size of the facility is quite significant. And so we're hoping to raise 3 million to do some infrastructure repair. That is a new HVAC system, parking lot, new roof, uh, and ADA compliance update. And all of that is with the current price of how things are is over 3 million, and mm. our goal is to raise three million.
0: So how can folks help you? You have this campaign, has it kicked off? Mm-hmm. Do you have a time mm-hmm. frame? When when do you want to have yes. this done?
1: It has kicked off and we've secured 69% of the gold. So 69%? Um,
0: wonderful. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's um a little over two million. And so I would say we still have about a million to go. And our hope is that we will wrap up the campaign by 2024. We would really like to advocate or share with the community is that if you have any means to support this campaign, we highly encourage you to do so. Because, like I said, this is not just serving the Burmese community. We have an alternative high school. Um, We have two independent child care centers. And we know that we are in need of childcare center in our county to really support the workforce. Um, we have vets helping veterans. We have Gilmore Piano Lab. We have other nonprofits, and then we also have people that use them on like you know summer uh, theater groups. We have dances here from CIR, so it serves people with like all ages all type of body shape, all type of ability. So it's really a place, like a gathering place for all.
0: So what you're saying is this community is benefiting from the operations that uh, the Burma Center is conducting there, the opportunity Mm -hmm. to participate in activities at that Mm -hmm. center. Imagine uh, before that it was a closed building probably and and not offering these opportunities. So Uh, The community is benefiting from this uh, situation. So uh, offer your support if you can. How can folks do that? Can they uh, donate on your website? Do you have special events? What what would be the approach you would wish for them to take?
1: You could mail a check to us at 765 Upton Avenue, Springfield, Michigan, 49037. Or you can also go on our website, BurmaCenterUSA.org. And then you will see our capital campaign and you can donate there as well.
0: Yeah, BurmaCenterUSA.org. We'll link that in our show notes for this episode at BattleCreekPodcast.com. And uh, you can click right through nice and easy. Why don't we stay in touch, Todd? Make sure we, uh, we learn more about the progress that you're making. Can we do that? Yes,
1: definitely. We'd love to.
0: Good. Well, then I'll stay in touch with you and you with me and we'll check in as time warrants. Thank you all so right. much. Thank you. Congratulations on all the work you've done. That's top har with the Burma Center in Springfield.